everyone will always underestimate you. You must make them pay for it. My darling Björn, we lost Ragnar. We lost Lagertha. Perhaps the golden age of the Vikings is gone. We need you to live, to lead us. Here. I have ambitions. When they take up my bones, I want them to say, here is the most famous Viking who ever lived. I have to find that golden lad. It's everything my father dreamed of. I'd rather die than return the failure. So we commit our bodies to the deep. I've been lost for so long. Abandon the brother I love the most. It sense it's my fate to kill you. It makes sense for me to stay with you, I suppose. Kattegat is at our mercy. You're massively outnumbered. You have just given up. Some of us will perish. For a working, death is a bliss. Don't be afraid. André de Luzon, your sword. Where were you first prepared to lead the temple? In my heart. And where was that heart tested? In the field of battle. By the grace of God, rise, master of the temple. Rise, master of the temple. And find us the grail. I should not be master, and I am not worthy to find the Grail. Andre is not the Templar they think he is. There is an army on French soil, loyal not to you, but to the Pope. This is defiance. My God, Landry, I cannot allow it. Something has happened, something extraordinary. It can change everything. The Holy Grail is in France. What better symbol to lead us back to the Holy Land? The Pope must be dealt with, and we must recover the Grail for ourselves. The temple is not safe for you or the Grail. This will be the death of you. The armies of God will be reborn. What does this mean, my lord? It means war. I have given my life to the Grail. What kind of queen would I be if I did not defend my people? The ones we love the most are the ones most likely to betray us.
Welcome all, welcome all. I'm your host, Soli. And with me, I brought even more uncanny guests. I brought the biggest fan of the Who Would Win podcast and occasional podcast guest himself, Ken Brian Turner. Hey, <laughs> how's it going? Bjorn, yep. Ken Bjorn Turner. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Anytime. Long time coming. I just knew you were into kind of epic movies and shows, and I figured, hey, we could describe another one that is pretty popular, but you don't always just like around the corner. You just, hey, there's a fan of the show Vikings. You know, it's not as clear cut as, I don't know, <laughs> any other kind of fandom. You're not going to just see see them on the street. <laughs> Yeah, it's it is weird. I guess now that you mention, it's like a closet fandom in a way. You hear people it's like talking about other seasons. things, and you go, "Oh yeah, this is I like it." But obviously, you must have liked enough people who watched it to have six seasons and then two more, a third coming with the spinoff. You know? Yep. <laughs> so it was a hidden thing, unless you know you're totally into Norse and you know. You see the people like wearing uh, shirts that say my dad, my dad's Ragnar or my other ship's a long ship and stuff like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so uh, what, what, but before we get into this and try and describe it and either recommend or not. Uh, uh, spoiler, we're totally going to recommend it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what, what, what would you say uh, mainly gets you into a movie or show that makes you say hey this is worthy of my time it's mm. really captivating as opposed to filler and i forget that it's on um that's a good question because I, I have a whole slew of different things like my wife and i right now are watching house i saw a lot of the house shows when they were originally out yeah um, and she's never seen any of them Ooh, nice so i introduced you to her and it just it just sucks you in the mystery of it and the jokes and the, the, the grit the, the great and also the the interplay of the characters, you know, like you see how much of a dick house is, mm-hmm. um, but then it's the people still rally around him and are friends to him and try to help him out. He helps them out, and so it's stuff like that. I mean, other show like Babylon Five was, was one of my favorite sci fi oh, shows. Yeah. Oh, I love that show. <laughs> great and stuff. it's it's the the characters, the way they interact. You know, you don't have good characters at its core. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be a cheesy ass. You know, they're doing it in front of cardboard cutouts as a background. But if you don't have the characters, you know, and interaction between them, that's going to suck. Totally. Uh, yeah. I'm the same way with anything. Uh, uh, the Office, Boston Legal, we love the outrageous characters and what they're going to do next. So mm-hmm. I'm in it to win it. Uh, I like Bosch and the FBI shows because I actually like the whole staging of it. I'm not just waiting for who dies next and we solve their gory crime scene. Um, nope. Uh, same deal with a freaking uh, yeah, mystery or sci-fi show. You know, B five is a big one, but even Battlestar Galactica and The Expanse. You know, those mm-hmm. are captivating. Uh, with a horror anthology, I mean, there's some been some captivating recent ones like uh, Lovecraft Country, and uh, but I always like it when people take a a page from Tales from the Crypt. It's like, see, this is a moral story. This is not just, we're going to do crazy stuff and have gore on screen. <laughs> right, right. I, a good example of the opposite. When I was younger, Night Court. Loved that show. Oh, there you go. You know? <laughs> then they did a, re- uh, um, a reboot of it. Not a reboot, a continuation. It was like Harry's Daughter. And had <laughs> um, John Larquette in it. Same, same character and all that. It was horrible. I got. I watched the first episode and couldn't get into it because there was no chemistry with the characters. 
I was it. hesitant given the cheap production values. I actually uh, was surprised by the premiere of Frasier. I wasn't digging the trailer, and I'm like, eh, it's not going to be the same without Niles redacting. And then I see it, and it's like, I can I can drive with this. It's the yep. same filmmakers compared to the other ones where, and other reboots where again it just if it doesn't feel like a cash grab, it just doesn't feel like it need to be revisited. <laughs> right, I, mean, I I agree because I mean, this would be the technically the third iteration of Frasier because it was in Cheers. And then Frazier itself, and now <laughs> back to Boston. There you um, go. And I was surprised. So I was looking forward to it. But I'm like, oh, please don't do a night court. Just don't do it like night court. Don't and do it was it. good. Don't do it. I didn't see episode two yet, but I watched episode one of Frazier last night. I really enjoyed it. It was so surprising, man. Yeah. Also, yeah. <laughs> were you familiar with uh, any of these actors prior? Uh, I knew Travis Fennell from a few. Uh, movies and but you might know him from Raised by Wolves and he was on this Patrick Swayze, uh, Swayze uh, cop show that, that was also on A and E. No, see, I mean, the one guy, the um, the other professor, the English professor, looked familiar. I guess oh. seen him passing, um, but I didn't know, couldn't put my finger on who he was. So I looked him up, like, oh, okay, I've seen like clips and stuff of things, you know, and other people have watched. I've watched shows with. They got a lot of like people who have been on stuff like uh the Law and Orders and Chicago mm-hmm. Fire type shows, uh both cast and crew, but it's interesting how they also you look at the average directors and they've helmed plenty of other similar sort of sandal epics like Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power and Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh yeah. And yeah, what's the um Wheel of Time? The Wheel of Time, yes. That was another one I saw on a few people's credits and it's like, yep. You guys are now the go-to for making giant, you know, gladiator, kingdom of heaven type epics, but on the small screen. <laughs> but it's uh, uh, it's interesting when you see how much crossover this because I mean, once you get in, you're foot in the door at anything. Um, yeah. You just see everybody just sort of meld around and go. So like, hey, I know a guy that does this, teaches battle axe uh, styles really. So let's get him here, and this person's a great costumer. Let's bring them here. You know, give him the title, give him this and that. Um, Clive Stanton has gone on to do a few different heist and war movies. Uh, he played young Liam Neeson's character on that Taken show, but I knew he was associated with this, and I was like, I swear I'll get around to it, and then finally I did. <laughs> uh, Is it any good? I never, I heard of it, but I didn't really ever get a chance to look. Uh, the look trailer at it. was really bad, but when I actually sat down and watched it when it was on Netflix, I was like, see, this is more like the equalizer of the unit. So I, I think this works pretty good. Uh, Catherine Ooh. Winnig, I've been a fan of. She's been in stuff like Wu Assassins. Uh, she was a third will on the show Bones for a while, but oh. she's been in other movies like Art of the Steel, The Marksman with Liam Neeson, Polar with Mads Mikkelsen, and uh, that one. Another hysteria. great actor, Mads Mikkelsen. He's done some good stuff. Oh yeah, there's even a few Mickelsons and Skarsgårds in this franchise. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, the, the family all gets together. Um, uh, so uh, we follow the adventures of Ragnar Lothbrok. That's right. Uh, originally a farmer, he is descended from the god of Odin, and his first wife, who becomes the queen of Kadagat, is the Kirtha. His on and off opposing brother, Royo. Uh, he marries uh, uh, Aslog, uh, another gal, and even fights uh, uh, 
his fourth and violent son, Ivor the Boneless, who is also based off a bunch of other tyrants. Uh, they got mm-hmm. a stacked cast here. Donald Logue, uh, Gabriel Byrne. Which was interesting to see him in the first first season. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Linus Roach, you might know from as Thomas Wayne's dad in Batman Begins. The one oh. relic guy in Chronicles mm-hmm. of Riddick. He's just one of those, you see him, you're like, I know he's either going to be like an opposing bureaucrat or he's going to be like a wise man with a price. And in mm-hmm. this case, he's kind of everything. But man, like he's one of those, I wouldn't call him shameless, but he's very apologetic of like the whole fascist like aspect of kings and conquering and literally giving his son his uh like his current wife and like see yeah there's definitely some incestual stuff going on here. <laughs> but uh the thing is i think we hate him more because he's just like so self-aware of like what a scum he is you know? <laughs> but i think that's why it's kind of compelling i mean we'll get into kind of nightfall the other show by the oh yeah same creators but like i it's really for me easy to see why this ranked pretty high for history channel shows because for a while there was like some seriously problematic ones on there that were had a little propaganda in there that were just like okay where are you getting that that's this plays like a john wayne movie not like a historical drama yeah the the problem with the historical drama especially with vikings um if i see one thing okay i'll tell you this i know a couple friends out there are listening (laughs) and going i know what he's gonna say i already know what he's gonna say they they get bet money on it and they're gonna win the bet if i see horned helms that turns me off instantly i will not watch it unless it's a comedy like eric the red you know, or Eric the Viking, something like that, like the Monty Python people. Oh, and stuff wow, like that. there's a throwback. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it then because I know it's all, you know, but if they're trying to be any type of serious and there's a horned helmet in the place, I will not watch it because Vikings did not have horned helmets. Yeah, um, it can't just be. I mean, 13th Warrior, I think, is another popular Viking movie. And I think. Oh, it, I love it. It brings up that everyone's in the rain no one's mm-hmm. trying to get all their tribal makeup on they're just trying to kind of scrounge up stuff survive and go by their version of a biblical verse you know mm-hmm. it, it, that, that's a great i took that movie um can i mention other podcasts when you're some people sure. yeah. me. I, uh, I, <laughs> I did that on a club dial-up i brought that to them 13th warrior a while ago yes you were yep and and it's just one of my favorite movies you know um because Matthew Dawson is doing amazing stuff and yeah with his audience yeah, and everything but yeah I, I did this is why I invited you because I saw you were going from fan to now recurring podcast guest and you and I got Delman more talks. guest shots on podcasts than I do my own podcast has episodes it's kind of strange <laughs> oh well see um, I, you, you gotta plug your own podcast dude I gotta see this man um uh, so I've only got like a five episodes right now i've got a sixth <laughs> one in the works um but i've been saying that for a month <laughs> damn um but I, it's slow going i'm still trying to find its pacing you know but there is an eric the viking on this show i'm not sure if there's any relation i think it's just a homage uh played by vladimir kulik who was in 13th warrior and you might know him also just from playing the beast on the buffy spinoff angel as well as the main main guy pulling all the strings in the first equalizer. I gotta look him up. 
Eric, Eric the Viking on Vikings. Yeah, Vladimir Kulig, uh, the late great Ray Stevenson, who lost a uh, left us. Oh, he was awesome. Was also in season six as Odvaz, you know. And I thought it's interesting how much like on Ahsoka, he does a lot of musing. So my my sister was watching this show, and I think she stopped around like season three or four. And I think it didn't help that the show, as a co-production between like MGM and A and E, which is co-owned by Disney, you know, it was jumping to and fro. Yeah. Uh, and then halfway through, then uh, started, you know, being on Netflix. Then it was on Prime, and uh, to finish the rest of it, and now it's pretty much everywhere if you really want to get it. Uh, even yeah. You know, but I just found it interesting how it just. It came out at a bizarre time, and not everyone was ready to. It was twenty uh, twelve, I think it was, when it first came out. Uh, twenty thirteen. Yeah, twenty thirteen, and then. Uh, it did two or three seasons, three or three seasons, and then got canceled, soft canceled. If you want, someone else picks yep, it yep. up. They and I think the part one of both. Season fours, five, and six. That had to be confusing. It's like, hey, you know, we're taking going to take a break. It was kind of like they did with Battlestar. It's like, they yeah, got, we got. I do think they suffer from a few too many episodes at times where you could blend like five of them together, but you forgive it because, again, just the the dedication of this giant, expensive mm. production. <laughs> well, I guess that depends on what you're looking for in the show because during those quote unquote slower times, during like. Oh, I love slower times. I just mean, like, episodes, like, Mm -hmm. maybe season four, episode 17, kind of could have merged together with episodes 18 and 19, because there were some moments where you're like, okay, I get it. (laughs) Oh, okay, I can look that one up, because I can't remember, season four, episode 17? Well, not not exactly, I just mean... Oh, 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 I thought there was something stuck in your mind, sorry. There were some (laughs) that kind of lost me, and like, okay... Don't watch um, this while going to sleep. You're you're gonna be very lost, guys. Don't don't remember you're, that. You're gonna have some great dreams though, I'll tell you that. <laughs> nothing nothing makes you like oh, I wanna just pick up a sword or an axe and just go for it again watching the show. <laughs> um I, and the things you have in this show, what I call your your people when you watch a show, you the people that you root for. Um like <laughs> like with Game of Thrones, you always have your people like you, the people you want to survive, you know? Yes. Um no, I've read Viking sagas and epics and stuff like that, so I know like okay, if you start with one character, you know. Spoiler alert, guys, um, that the main character is probably not going to survive to the last episode, you know, because <laughs> it's just the way Viking episodes, you know, it, it just doesn't work that way. Uh, it's um, just kind of the Viking lifestyle, man. Join the club. Yeah, because it's it's not just that person; it's who their fathers and were, and then their children, and who goes from there. Um, Oh, no pressure, man. No pressure. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Um, but I liked that the brothers, the um, the uh, King Harold Finehair and his brother. Oh, God, what was his name? I'm, I'm blanking on it. Uh, well, but just even just seeing all the sons assume responsibility mm-hmm. and all the other guys who, the minute you see them, the show is both self-aware and they're self-aware of how they're just going to screw all this up. They're going to be a bad apple. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I loved I think around season three and four how there were, uh, the one one of the old the the first oldest son who becomes a bald you know 
mammoth and you know serving his mother uh I, I love how he has to pretty much find some of the spies for the other kingdom who's basically extorting and ransoming some of the other guy women in the village is like, oh um don't Bertzig. Sp- yeah, Bertzig, yeah. I think, yeah don't speak don't speak <laughs> um yeah because there was there was bjorn who was ragnar's first son but it was lagatha that's the one yeah okay. um and then there was uh ubi mm-hmm. Vertzig, uh, Sigmund. And, oh and seeing uh Ivar. Oh, but then there's the daughter who died. Uh, there was the daughter that was tragic. Um, and there was Floki, who I love how. Oh, played Floki's by one of, my favorite. Yeah, he's one of the Sigurds. Yep, played by one yep. of the Skarsgards, and Skarsgard I like. I like how he is very like he becomes a priest. You know, he becomes mm-hmm. a fortune teller. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean everything but blind being blind. Well, he was pretty much like the the seer, moving yeah. over to North America and stuff, and. No one could have predicted that. <laughs> he he was the, the, that character. I think that character probably had some of the biggest character development across the whole show. Giant moments, yeah. And yeah, he went from just being a shipbuilder to being a turncoat at one point. Really, when you look mm-hmm. at it, it from the main character's point of view, yep. To being back into the fold, to being a driving force. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, he, he he carries the weight of some of the other conflicts on him. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. And but he always comes out mostly on top. <laughs> <laughs> mostly. Uh, so, uh, what do you make of also like just this? Clearly, the money shows on this giant production. Uh, would you introduce this to like maybe a history class or people who are into kind of uh, action fictional history kind of? I think I would, but with the caveat that it's loose, it's a loose historical. Yeah. You know, it's edutainment. You know, it's like educational. Something like this could have happened. It might right. not have happened in this or that way, but you, you know, we weren't there. So we got to work with what we do know. I've seen mm-hmm. some professors complain about this while other people praise it. And uh, I'll, I'll take it with a grain of salt because. I didn't sense any agenda throughout it. It wasn't like some of these other ones where it's like, hey, we're going to do something cool. Ah, mm-hmm. I think this happened. I was like, oh, I think the only agenda people could try to find out of this show is showing how the Vikings came to North America and settled here for a little bit before Columbus ever showed his face around here. You know, type yeah. of thing. But I mean, that's 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 picking at straws to, to, to show, you know. Um, <laughs> it, it's pretty much a done deal that you know the Vikings were he showed up here long before any of the other uh, <laughs> explorers slash colonizers, you know, type of thing showed up. You know, um, yeah, a lot to take in on that account. I mean, I just find it interesting how, uh, I mean, even people who aren't in on the joke, how these guys kind of are all hypocritical and conquer each other's kingdom and sleep with each other's women. You know, there's going to be some macho toxic guys who are fans of this just because they feel validated, but the rest of us, you know, are going to be in on it and know, Hey, you know, there's way more philosophy to this whole deal. You know, what, 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 well, that's another whole story. (laughs) Yeah. People, people people misinterpret shit all the time, but it's just funny how like you could watch this going in tone deaf and 
still be entertained. Yeah, it's it might who knows, maybe it might open up your brain and say, Oh, I feel nasty. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's just some people that would watch it and if their brains are watching it with that mindset to begin with, they're probably not going to change. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Well, that's the, that's another can of worms. Um, <laughs> I have issues with people like that, that take the symbolism from the Norse and use it for uh, their own agenda. That's not the true uh, reasons of the symbolism and for bad things. And that really drives me nuts too. Yeah. You know? That's bad. Um, it's created by Michael Hurst, who had created some of the Showtimes, uh, the Tudors, as well as mm -hmm. the Stars uh, one season show Camelot, and is currently working on Epic's uh, Billy the Kid. I just saw a uh, picture for that for Billy the, Billy the Kid. <laughs> it was funny as he's coming to my house that he looks doesn't look like Billy the Kid. He looks more like a a Western version of Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, boy, from Logan. Indiana Jones 5, yeah. So I was like, that should be interesting. I mean, I like certain Westerns. I'm not a huge Western show person. Um, but I like, like Tombstone. There's some good ones. There's bad Tombstone ones. movie was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, I can't do an episode of Gunsmoke, but if you want to give me something like Deadwood or something, which, again, just philosophizes uh, the West while also... In between the food for thought, having just some just incredible just character development, and I'm down. Uh, uh, so Jeb Stewart, that's right, the co-writer of The Fugitive and the original Die Hard, uh, developed uh, a spinoff, which is set a uh, hundred years later, and all that. And we were talking off air about how its third season yep. might look a little murky. Uh, so I couldn't get into this at all. Like I had it on. And it's like they would have something finally happen by like episode five. <laughs> oh, you're, like, you're talking um Valhalla. Valhalla, yeah. I I tried, man. I I, <sighs> I like how it looks, and I like the premise. I'm just not invested in anybody. Yeah, it it was a little hard to get into. Um, I don't know if it's just Netflix is imposing new rules because I do this a lot where. <laughs> I know other people have too, where it's like you're watching a Netflix movie and you're wondering, did they just not want to send this to theaters because they couldn't promote it? Or was it made by committee or cheap? What's, what's going on? Well, here? Prime has the showing of it, the, the original Vikings. So it's almost, you had to wonder if maybe Netflix said, hey, we're doing some good stuff here. It, Vikings is taking off. Let's try to put something out Don't there. Make just it to at put all like out that there. other one. <laughs> yeah. We'll return after these messages. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world 
and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. Um, I was kind of disappointed with the huge jump in time. I kind of wanted something a little bit closer. To that the was end. confusing. <laughs> yeah, it's a little closer, because at this point, Christianity has pretty much taken almost completely over the Viking world Mm -hmm. um which there's so much that happens between that time that they could have had so much more um i kind of almost hope that when this season's done vikings valhalla they do a viking saga where they take little vignettes make it more of an anthology that would be cool yeah yeah so the way they, they they figure they don't have enough to do like a full season of one they could do quarter seasons you know, like mm. and tie them in a little bit with other follow other historical fi- figures, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, because um, I mean, the most they have is acknowledging and having like a narration by Rothgar, but yeah, that would be cooler to just kind of if it becomes a lucrative franchise. I mean, it already is, but like if you mm. want to keep expanding it, yeah, that I'd be down with that. And, and it's kind of like some of these other franchises like Power and Ray Donovan and even the Breaking Bad saga. Like, if you're going to do it, you've got to be ready to do it. <laughs> especially with like something like, say, like Breaking Bad. They're, they're one of the fan bases are very fanatic about it. They've watched it so much and nitpicked some everything. Some of them got that... a little ugly, like Rick and Morty, where it's like, I don't watch much TV, but this is an exception. It's like, well, there's plenty of good TV, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then well, there then... were others who were trying to justify Walter White. I'm like, oh, guys, no, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> At the beginning, Walter White was, you understood his motivations and all that. Yeah. But at one point, he just flipped the switch and you're like, you're a dick. You can be yeah. well-intended and still be a villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all your point of view, I guess, depending, you know. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, I, I like the show. It's 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 one of my favorites. I mean, I'm re-watching. I started, like I said, started re-watching to try to refresh my memory uh, <laughs> on some some aspects of it for the show. It's a lot. <laughs> it is. It's, it is a lot. Um but I found myself like I'm digging. It. I'm like watching it on the the the, the bus when I commute to work and stuff like that, and um, in between listening to podcasts. <laughs> um, and it's, it's really funny when it's like some something really gruesome going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, don't mind me. Just watching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, I, I also watch it on my phone. I have one of those uh, folds, <laughs> so it's a bigger screen, and I'm like. I have to like hide it some so people don't look over my shoulder and go, "What the hell is this guy watching over here?" Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, someone's getting their guts ripped out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, I highly recommend the show. Um, totally. If if you like, if you've ever found out you were like a find you're a fan of like say the movies like Braveheart and Rob Roy mm-hmm. and any of that stuff that back and that stuff was not I mean it was historically accurate to a point, but like Braveheart. Some of those people weren't even alive during their same times as the other people. They yeah, sort of condensed they... like two or three hundred years worth of people into one chunk. And some of the battles you got to take with a grain of salt too, because they were not fighting in the fields. They were fighting <laughs> on like 
all these other areas and they just did the fields just for a financial restraint. You're like, eh, mm-hmm. I guess we got to film it this way. <laughs> yeah. That's something I really like about the Vikings show was the the fighting was excellent. You know, because I do I did stage combat and live steel one of the guys fighting who and all that. Choreographs and trained some of the people in the fights, and he said it's a very friendly atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I they got freaking was... Edge Adam Copeland. <laughs> uh... I mean, he's been in some other stuff. I've seen mm-hmm. him in some WWE action movies as well as. Uh, Stephen King's Haven show, which is very amusing. And here I was just like, yeah, this makes sense. Cause they got all these other unusual people who are contributing to the narrative. And I think it's just, they give everyone their moment in the sun It's like, Hey, regardless of your training, whether you're a Shakespearean trained actor or just a tough imposing guy, we're going to get a performance out of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. You know what? I, I had to look him up just now edge on Vikings. <laughs> I didn't realize that was him. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was one of those people I looked at. I'm like, I, he looks familiar. But I was like, oh, it must be from one of the other <laughs> Viking shows I've watched, you know? And, yeah, he played somebody named... Um, ah, I just lost it. Flat nose. <laughs> Kettle. Kettle flat nose. Of the wow. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I did not realize that that was him. That's 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 crazy. Huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he looks familiar now that I look oh, especially there's a picture here of him with his crazy eyes side by side with him in a wrestling <laughs> ring and him doing that face there. Now it's unmistakable. <laughs> now I see it a hundred percent. But just with him normal, I was like, What? Yeah. That's Ooh. crazy. That's good. Okay. <laughs> see stuff like that you like you you just don't pick up they, like you said they do little cameos and bring people in to do things <clears throat> they did their job <laughs> yeah like, like like watch lord of the rings and all that and you go hey i want to be in one of these shows you know it's a everybody wants to have the next mcu dcu mm-hmm. type of thing and like hey maybe this will take off and this will be the vu the viking universe yeah, you, know, just, you, know. you gotta ground yourself naturally first before you can even try and start a rivalry <laughs> yeah um yeah so the fighting was great the 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 costumes were great the the story setting. is intense yeah and a lot of it is based on fact i mean they know they can look at the records and say okay okay they did have this person here and that person there. Even if they're doing the usual merge two characters into one, you know, mm-hmm. it's like we're getting the same point across that, you know, uh, they're in this realm and they're taking on all the various kings of England and what have you. And they are, you know, uh, and we're getting an idea inside just all the arranged marriages, all the different mm-hmm. uh, just fender benders, traitors. Uh, I lo- even just when they take back a kingdom, you know, like they it works for a narrative's sake because much like how every other show has a big bad of that season that the hero must conquer or fail to conquer, uh, they're able to kind of get into the fold and saying, okay, and this guy he's working with this person, but is he going to be working with them by the end of this season? So there's always just the the looming traitor kind of uh, uh, cliche that they actually make work pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think one thing that makes this interesting with that type of thing is 
the big bad this year is their best bud the next next season. Oh like, yeah, like, yeah. I mm-hmm. I know we fought tooth and nail and we we settled that, <laughs> and that's also that's in the past. But now we need to join forces and go after this. So sometimes they still fight. Right. Like, I can't um, forgive you, but I uh, I'll play your little game. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll fight with you. We'll do this, but I'm not gonna put my neck out for you. You know, if you're getting surrounded by the enemy, then you, that's your ass. You're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. And nope. <laughs> um, it's I don't know if anybody out there is on the fence to watching this show. I would say watch it. I've actually toyed with the idea. I've seen people do it with other shows, doing like a live watch, like oh, watching, wow. do comments, like do that for the podcast type Might of thing. Well, man, <laughs> um, I was thinking of it, but that's a lot of a lot of work <laughs> to do something <laughs> like that. And I, I know myself, I, I'd get like a couple episodes in and be like, either I'd want to watch ahead quicker or be like, oh, I don't have the time to do it. And I'd be regular enough. With commitment. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, it's about seven episodes or seven seasons mm-hmm. more. That's a lot. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I guess this brings us into uh, Nightfall. Which yeah. Goes with Middle Ages. Same kind of deal. Uh, there's a lot of Downton Abbey actors on here, <laughs> including the main guy. I think it was like one of the butlers, and here he is being the main guy in charge. Um, was it a, yeah, this is his name, uh, Sir Landry. Uh, Tom Cullen, is that who you mean? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. And even the Archbishop, he was also one of the other <laughs> masters of the... Uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've watched that. That no, was I, I enjoyed it so great. It was it was a great. The Templars are always a fun uh, group to read about and look. And it's and appropriate the, appropriate with uh, Friday the Thirteenth just passing because <laughs> one of the stories I always hear about Friday the Thirteenth had to do its origins with the Templar Knights. Yep. Um, which They're was always there's, basically there's, stalkers of the night in a way. Yeah, it, it was. It was there's tons and hundreds of things about Friday the 13th. But the one I always heard originally for the Templar Knights was that the different kings decided they wanted the Templars gold because they were richer than half the kingdoms that they could have bought in some kingdoms three times over. <laughs> and so they start going after the Templars, banning them, saying that they're heretics and all that. They don't follow the true religion. And they start taking them out and taking all their different houses out and then strongholds. Yep. And it was one last stronghold. I think it was north of Scotland. And they were going, they brought a fleet up to just take out the fleet. A giant uh, the, the, one. <laughs> yeah, to take out the stronghold. But when they got there, it happened to be Friday the 13th, it was empty. <laughs> Completely empty. No traces, no nothing. Just nothing. gone. And they were like, what happened? You know, <laughs> it happens to be around the same time um, the rise of piracy started happening. You had a lot mm. more like brigands and pirate, um, pirates raiding kingdoms in that area so it was like actual no, pirates guys not the mm-hmm. oh you stole my torrent no <laughs> yeah yeah no napster here we're talking about yo ho yo ho <laughs> um so which i just thought was just, i don't know how yeah oh my god that's a long um <laughs> i was a mega upload guy <laughs> uh, yeah, but, i don't know how, what the, how much truth that is but it's always it's an interesting story yeah and just very fascinating, uh, just very well collected, very intriguing. Uh, and, you know, this is around the same time. I like the structure they had for the Templars with it. 
Yeah. Uh, Sorry, didn't interrupt you there. No, that's fine. There, uh, it's pretty much there. There is a good mystery. Is like this is literal, you know, Grail seeking without the Monty Python, uh, yeah. parody. Uh, but yeah, this is around the same time they're doing other kind of gritty shows like The Bastard Executioner and The Last Kingdom, and so and White Queen. So I thought it was interesting how this came up, and then. I still like the ending of season two. It's just like, like we said off line, you can tell they had like three more seasons, you know, Oh, easily. They could have done so much more with this. It's a Uh, shame. Prince Lewis was pretty interestingly portrayed. Uh, Mark Hamill's character. um, Yeah. Talos. Yeah. He's like, not, not the slave master. He's just kind of like the getting prisoners, like pretty much. Generally, sergeant type of thing, you know, like yeah, he's like, okay, so you're prisoners of war, and you've done this and that, but we're gonna suit you up, and you're gonna basically be foot soldiers now for the, this kingdom, and to have Landry be kind of this guy, he's he's lost it all, he's been disgraced, mm-hmm. and now, you know, he's he's way below where he should be ranked in this whole yeah. food kingdom, and he was almost I mean, a master, if I remember correctly, wasn't he? Yeah, he pretty much got lost all his accolades just from repeat just cap being captured and being disgraced and having queen and, shown yeah it was so, just, it was an affair there too or something yes he had an affair and then they have it he's having to fight his son that that was very captivating to me uh but oh. queen joan and some of her kingdom stuff and whether or not the priest wants to take advantage of her versus he just really wants an excuse to you know get rid of who was set to marry her. I thought that was an interesting gray area. I could totally see something like that happening. I don't think it might have happened during exactly that time, but it might have happened later on in another kingdom. Yeah, there's so much. I mean, it's such a short series to cover so much time. And you're like, this is not a 57%. (laughs) Oh, really? That's what it was? On Rotten Tomatoes. And you're just like, no, this is a very captivating show. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's it's another niche one. You know, like if you're into that stuff, it's really grabs you. But I mean, if someone, the, 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 if you put it out there to like the general public, so you have this or Breaking Bad or this or you know whatever, you know NCIS, you know Bohoken, <laughs> <laughs> whatever city they're in. It now. doesn't have to be part of a franchise already yeah. pre-existing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people are going to go that way instead. You know, I guess, but. Um, because I guess a lot of people when they hear like Nightfall, they think like, "Is this gonna be vampires?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't, they don't actually see it. <laughs> um, but uh, you have to have a little bit of interesting history to really get absorbed into Nightfall. I think, I mean, even though <laughs> to take the chance on it, let's say that way. Once you, if you watch it and give it a chance, you're gonna get sucked in. But you yeah. have to. It's 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 getting past it was that. on netflix for a while and then i think this last year they removed it so i, I bought it all on prime mm. and great great picture quality uh great music tension uh how they use cgi is really good too because like you can tell it's cgi but it blends with the rest of the stuff however they're doing the edits and color saturation so you're like see this is how you do it to make up for what's not nearly a movie budget, but just like the last one, like they, whoever planned this, staged this, pre-visualized it. Uh, Jeremy Renner was one of the producers. Yeah. Was he really? I didn't yeah. know that. 
Um, ah, okay. I think I don't know if it was through his production company or if he just shelled out money, but uh, Jeff Pinkner, who was a screenwriter on the new Jumanji movies, as well as infamous stuff like The Dark Tower and Fifth Wade, and Venom also oh, wow. produced it. Um, he's produced a lot of other movies and shows too, like Zoo and From, as well Zoo as Zoo is fun. I read the book for that that was based on. So, yeah, um, the Patterson produced show. Yeah. He, he also produced other stuff like the Amazon spy sci-fi show citadel and the live action cowboy bebop with all that backing behind it wonder why it's I, not getting... i think there was a change in like vice president of programming at history oh and you know okay. how that goes when you yeah. encounter people who don't want to cut the mustard so to yeah. speak, you don't want to history want... channel has long been a world a reality War channel world war two <laughs> And like my grandmother said, used to channels. call it the History Channel. Rest in peace, because <laughs> that's for a while. It's all you saw. <laughs> yeah. So any type of other history, other than like more recent, they don't really get into anymore. You know, and now they do the um, <laughs> what is it, paranormal and all that stuff. Uh, you uh, see, yeah, yeah. Mystery of Oak Island. What? What the hell is this doing here? Oh, it, it's 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 a shame. I mean, a show like that. I like, last I remember is again. It's been a while since I've seen it. <laughs> they were they were capturing. They were escaping, and he just got back to one of the temples, the the strongholds for the Knights Templar, and Mark Hamill's character made an appearance, but then was leaving again to try to rally some troops up or something like that. Yep. Yep. Yep, and I, I I don't think anything happened after that. That was like kind of like the ending of it. It's like okay, he's going to rally the troops, and the knights have all kind of fled, and yeah, they were pretty they, much. They the know ropes. they won't be accepted by all these other areas. I, I have it written down here, but I liked how they're all getting together and getting their strategy down, and trying to find out ways to regroup and communicate with each other. It was like, see, yeah, that's interesting when you don't have a carrier pigeon. You know, on your side, uh, they plan to escape to Paris through the Jimson Mines, and I like how they're stopping all the other knights' execution, including some of the traitors. Uh, and our main hero had the wonderful line: it "Was like God's greatest army has evaporated like water in the desert." That's bleak. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. And they would um, know. I mean, they did a lot of the fighting and the. And it was. It went from being a TV-14 show to a TVMA show that was way more gory and pelvis and yeah. occasional language. No, no extra nudity, but still just intense. Um, I, but yeah, I'm going to read the, the novel that was like a tie-in prequel thing. Uh, that's, that's as good as we're going to get, because... We in our mind we have to figure out what season three or four would it look like. Yeah, I'm actually going to Amazon right now to look that up so I can put it on my wish list here or my to buy. Uh-huh. Dude, do the eBay routine, dude. It's way cheaper. Is it really? <laughs> like uh, five bucks less. Amazon will always like add like five to ten extra dollars, and you're like, where is this inflation? Uh, it's true. It's true. Oh. Yeah, here's book one of one nightfall. Tangled Crown. No, I don't think Batman was in that movie, that show. 
Yeah, right. D- different, different it's, nightfall. One of the first thing that keeps coming up is the DC comic. <laughs> nightfall, right? Based on a TV series, The Infinite Deep. Right. Now a hit TV show. Well, apparently not enough of it. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Following the fall of Acre, Landry, Godfrey, and the other survivors of the siege flee and sail with boats across the Mediterranean. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so I would recommend this too. This might even be easier to digest because it's just two seasons, ten episodes, eight to ten episodes, and uh, you can mainly just see you can see the wheels turning in like the writer's room. It's like, and now what? And now what? <laughs> yeah, the only bad thing about someone getting into that is they won't get to finish. Because yeah. you don't have that third season unless you read the book or books. So like, um, but it's still a good story. It's still great. Yeah, I mean, it's just so strong. It's it, kind of it like is. Firefly. I you you got to take a chance on it, even if you don't get complete closure. You just, I think, with enough. I mean, with every other movie or show coming back, there's no telling what could get revived in the future. Now, true, true. Hey, they you know what? Because Disney wants to just act like this doesn't exist. <laughs> Watch the two series and write your fan your own fanfic on what happens next. There you go. You know, use it for creative juices for the next piece. You know, inspire them to do another similar show. I mean. It might have been hell on earth just organizing this whole thing, but you can't deny the results. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the costumes, the armor, the armor was, you know, and, I mean, everything's just the really staging, spot on. The way they walk and talk, I feel like I'm not getting, this is not a trip to medieval times. Like, this is <laughs> actual dedication. This is, I would watch this as a play. I would watch this mm-hmm. as a, read, listen to this as an audiobook. I'm, it would be very captivating as a podcast or even as a web series. It's just the, yeah, just like, like I said, the props are phenomenal, look well-researched and plausible. The era, the, the setting is good and the themes are larger than lives. So they're able to overcome their cliches with all this other subtexting and characterization. And so unlike other stuff, which is often just, Let's bore you for 40 minutes and then insert, you know, gore and sex, you know, to get your yeah. attention and get the subscription up. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. it's, this is not about the next who gets decapitated at the end of the episode. This is about, <laughs> I want to see what happens next in this, again, sword and sandal period drama. Yep. <clears throat> That's a good point. Sword and sandal, like you said there, like, do you think uh, quite a few years ago, it was the rage. Yeah. Spartacus. Spartacus. Yeah, the TV them, Were they the kickoff to allow some of this stuff to be actually be able to produce? Oh, absolutely. I haven't even seen it uh, syndicated since because even basic cables are afraid of showing. <laughs> yeah, well, Spartacus, you couldn't put on. There's there some gruesome stuff on that. Even at two of the morning, they'd be like, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. With an yeah, hour show, it would be down to 30 screen. minutes. <laughs> yeah. And. <laughs> No, I, I think something like that really opened it up. You know, Gladiator, oh, totally. 300, Spartacus, Troy. 300. Yeah. Yeah, and then people were getting bored of... You mentioned Rob Roy. There was definitely some other oh. ones here and there that were blending a wartime period drama with some action adventure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, seeing all these other movies that would mix in sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and action elements, 
uh, like uh, the mummy in Indiana Jones and then have that be in the backdrop there, I think made you interested in the actual historical legends even more. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, that's what a uh, 13th wear was. It was, yeah. it was a bet to, to make the boars of literature. Interesting. You ever read the book? Oh yeah. Yeah. You just the dead. dead like, yeah. And people forget it's a Michael Crichton thing. And it's like, yeah, yeah. But you're not getting Jurassic Park. You're getting a fun mix of dread and mystery and other adventure terror by these guys going into the unknown and then taking up. I mean, if they want to do what that did, which is take elements of Beowulf and the Iliad to some extent, where this it was um, stranger in a Beowulf strange land, and even Falad's <laughs> actual writings, they, they pigeoned into real life oh, really? guys. Yes, Sweet. even Falad was a real guy, and they pigeonholed it into an area where it made sense in his writings that this would have happened. <laughs> and so the idea is that he actually wrote, co-wrote a Beowulf because of because you know things get twisted and changed to make it more entertaining, and he's an entertaining. He's not only a scholar, but he's you know flourishes at some, and that's how that came about. Um, <laughs> but uh, I could go on about that too. <laughs> no, it's it's all very fascinating, that's for sure. And I just seeing how this all comes together is just very fascinating because you're just like, hey, <laughs> there's no way around this. Like this has to, this could be digested by scholars and other people wanting to learn about earlier times mm-hmm. it's a good gate it's a gateway drug for history <laughs> it totally um, is so those who are add you're going to probably get into it and those who are you know purists you know there's there's somehow it's i think it's it's kind of like public speaking somehow you're going to get to both demographics <laughs> both exact yep. audiences but you're not overnight. rereading books going, wait, did that happen? Or like, I don't remember that. And you get the people that are new to it going, <laughs> is that really what happened? Let's read and see. And, you know, check Let's up check on again. it. <laughs> I mean, I know it's, it's, I don't want to say rekindled my, I've always been into Vikings. Um, and it was just a nice thing to like, see it become popular you know not like some kind of crazy because for the longest time anybody said oh i like vikings like oh you're you have a certain belief you know it's like no that's not it you know i like there's there's a lot more to (laughs) i want to be a brute like them (laughs) (laughs) it's the 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 spirituality of them the 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 idea of the gods and what they stand for and different things like that you know um any idea like you know they say you're going to die when you're going to die, so live life to its fullest. You know? mm-hmm. Um Because if you're supposed to drown and you move to a desert, you're going to end up like drowning in like a bowl of water somehow. You know, pass out and <laughs> pass out from heat exhaustion, face down in your your water, and done. <laughs> you know, something going? something like that's going to happen. Um, but then to see it getting mainstream is really awesome. And seeing like historically done too, like more more accurate than other things have a had very noble past. effort as opposed to i mean the show what well, i mean suits is another show that's trending on netflix now after having been a hit cable show for 10 years spinoff included mm-hmm. and same kind of deal like it didn't win anything it had a few noms for acting and camera work but you know it was irrelevant, you know. It's like if pe- if enough people are tuning in and talking about something, 
you 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 made an, an impression. You know, yeah, yeah. It might take a while because you know no one could predict how oversaturated we were going to get where we're creating too much stuff. <laughs> did um, I don't think it did. But did Vikings get any nominations at any point in time? Let's see. Let's see. I. Th- but my 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 main issue, my main thing is, I mean, you don't have to to really. No, no, I so, agree. I was so, just curious if they got anything for like cinematography, TV awards. So the Saturn Awards, there you go. They nominate anything sci-fi, fantasy, or horrors. They got a nom for best presentation on TV, and um, some some camera noms, Emmy noms for outstanding visual effects. And, uh, nominee Nick for Green makeup, so winner satellite award of best TV show for 2018. But a lot uh, of Canadian awards. Uh, yeah, I saw that too. Kind of like Ray Donovan. You're just like, uh, I, why are mm-hmm. they handing it out? Why isn't this needs a few Golden Globes or Emmys? Um, 2020, um, they got outstanding special visual effects in a supporting role. Yep. Because there's a lot of those green screen moments that are very convincingly done. Uh, Directors Guild of Canada has some noms and then wins for picture editing. Uh, yeah. Best Young Artist Award. But like I say, a lot of them are Irish or British <laughs> Columbia yeah. awards. Um, hey, hats off to them. They might, it might make a bunch of top 10, you know, most epic shows of all time lists. IGN <laughs> Internet Gaming Network mm-hmm. gave out some summer movie awards for best TV action series. So there you go. I'm surprised there was never, a, I don't think there was, but like a video game for the show, like a video game spinoff. I thought I, thought I did see there was a video game. Let's see. TV show, video game. Yep, the game. 2020. Another- Really, I know there was one on mobile, but yeah, I that, that's the one I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. See, I don't. I didn't really count the mobile because it may be like. Uh, Catherine Winnig, uh, won. Uh, an award. Uh, for. Uh, well, what's it say? Uh, Women's Image Network Award. <laughs> All right. She won in twenty twenty. She was uh, like a, like black belt or something before she started doing the show yeah she right had the fighting I, experience i saw stunts i think was on her credits at one point uh helen shaver canadian actress uh who's become a director in recent years uh you look at her credits and she's done everything from the original amityville horror to poltergeist like legacy show to the 4400 um so she won an award for outstanding show directed by a woman. So there you oh, go. Wow. But like hey, you say, hey. this is here and there. This is not constant. <laughs> right, right. I don't know. It looked like that was a lot of hard work for the actors, but it looked like it was a lot of fun. I've seen some of the outtakes. I can and only stuff imagine the, show the long and... days and the temperature. <laughs> oh. The cold wouldn't bother me. I'm an Arctic queen. It's the hot, <laughs> the heat when it got into it. I mean, I've been in armor. Um, before when it was like 80 90 degrees and stuff and you're wearing like a ton of armor and the gambus <laughs> underneath it's it's hot 
Um, I can't imagine doing it and say, okay, we got to do take 22. Everybody get back in line and charge. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I could do that. Not Stop now. Unit. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I just, I just, I, I actually really want to like, I can't cause my, my little ones are up now, but like after this, we're, we're done here, I want to like put the next episode on to watch it, but <laughs> um, not a show to have one with little kids, you know, running around. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> That's what your Dax does, Daddy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't think about it too long. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, what yeah. do you think? Okay, I have a question for you. <gasps> what did you think of Bjorn Ironside's death? You know, I was unsure at first if that had been they were going to write him off to begin with or the actor wanted to become a big movie star. Uh, it's kind of a rarity because usually mm-hmm. when there's anyone else, they get all picky. Oh, that actor's gone. I don't want to watch it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of just in that rarity where you're kind of expecting something like that. Like tragedy, I guess. So I guess a lot of people just didn't they weren't bothered by it. I, I, I liked how they portrayed it. Um, it's a good d- point, and, though. And, and, you never know what to expect. Yeah. And like, and how it rallied everybody to go after Ivar and the, <laughs> yeah. the, the Rus, you know, to beat them back. Funny how it works. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm I think there was enough leading into it, so I wasn't really completely shocked. There's you yeah, haven't I, encountered too many spoilers because this is a really, really thick. Yeah. Movie show. It's um. I think it, I, I I think it was I wasn't surprised how they did it, and I wasn't shocked, but I like how they did it because it was like here's this guy that was like he got the nickname Ironside because no iron touched him all during his thing. He got injured, but never super super. He got super once or twice but that's how he got the name because his dad Ragnar was like no steel touched him no iron touched him nothing you know arrows turned away from him and then arrows <laughs> yeah it was like the last bits you know yeah um i mean he kind of has a death wish in a way where he's like yeah there's no way this ends well for him <laughs> yeah well he's gonna die in that bed and he's like you yeah. know i'm gonna put my armor on one last time which kind of fits with the whole mentality of I want to die in battle and go to Valhalla even though he suffered his wounds from battle come at me bro yeah exactly literally you know (laughs) yeah I mean and I think the thing is he's not afraid to die but he's also he doesn't have a big head like he legit call it brainwashing call it man with a plan call it whatever you want to call it He, he is he thinks it's his destiny and you can't argue with people who think that's their destiny. You know, it's just, it's just like with any religious faction or something, you, this has been ingrained into you since the days of young. So like, there's just no getting around it. Like this is, this is what they think they want to aspire to be. Right. Right. Um, A lot to take in. Sure. And not how I do it, but, <laughs> that's what it is 
I'd like to at least stampede through that castle one more time. That's just me. <laughs> oh, oh, some of those castle battles were crazy. Like they really um, were the sack, uh, like the Paris one where they had the um, the multiple AR shooter. I can't remember. The it's name definitely that, that a light PG thirteen, but it could also like there's enough bloodshed that the gore heads will still be entertained, but not to the point where you're like, okay, I can't show this to teens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like the throwing buckets of blood at the camera type of thing. Yeah, blurring, you know, there's a reason it's TV 14, but it's also, to its credit, very organized, very intriguing. You can keep track of everybody on that said battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they did save the moments to earn the, the, the rating for appropriate times, like when they killed the one king of England off yeah. um, with using the uh, Bloody Eagle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when the uh, what was his name, King Ale, when they cut him up, they took him. The brothers were avenging uh, oh. Ragnar's death, and they had him and they cut his back open, broke his ribs, tied him up, yeah. and spread the skin and the bones, and put him yeah, up under the bloody eagle. That was that was that was brutal. That was gruesome. Um, so it earned its rating that day for that one. But um, yeah, the, the battles were most of the battles were less bloody than that scene. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Nightfall was way more gruesome because, like, yeah, you, know, you open up with a guy getting impelled with a cross. <laughs> yeah. You're like, whoa. He's like, this is how it's going to be, is it? Yeah, well, and every it's not done in a goofy action movie way where you can take it with a grain of salt because it's kind of unintentionally campy, but like this, they're doing that to literally hammer in that these guys are no again, joke religion bound. And yeah, they are literally feel like they're not only vigilantes of their respective time, but they're also prosecuting in a way. Yeah. The sins of the father. Yeah, that's right. If the, all that would carry down at the, the, the uh, Night's Fall. I forgot about that aspect you, of it. Wouldn't it be funny if you saw some people who were very heavily religious and radical and they saw this and they start trying to justify it? Oh, I felt dirty. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's me on screen. Oh, ah. <laughs> I'm sure there's some... Cancel it. <laughs> I'm sure there's some people out there that... Some insecurity. You can't watch that. That makes me and my affiliation look bad. Oh. <laughs> It's, uh, I, I've done that before where I had some relatives who were Mormons and oh, watching really? a few other movies or shows. They're like, that didn't happen. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. You just don't want it to. Mm-hmm. Everybody has done some fucked up shit. <laughs> oh, if you did it, you're not living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> Everybody's you didn't have to, if you didn't have to course closet. correct, then you're probably not much of a leader. There's <laughs> not, <laughs> nothing to lead. <laughs> oh, so, uh, Ken, where can we find you on the interwebs? You're very active on Twitter. Uh, obviously, I mentioned for the Who Would Win podcast group, which mm-hmm. is just, just a wonderful fan base. Everybody just wants to bring a crazy uh, fictional battle, and half the time it's not even about a you know, who would this guy win in a fight? It's half the time. It's just funny, just excuse for comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, 
a voice I, actor is often the judge. I'm like, whoa, this is a crazy excuse for geekdom. I love it. They um they've evolved. That show's evolved a lot since I first started so listening much. to it. And it's just awesome. I love the way James and Ray are taking it. You know? Yeah. Um they play off each other well. They're they're in it to win it. The the other comedians who show up have so many other just promising and just very wonderful projects. I've been fortunate enough to work with Crystal Storm, the audio drama gal, and mm-hmm. Delvin Cox's talk show and video game podcasts on the PlayStation experience is also a wonderful listen. Yep. Yeah. I mean, OT, Gun to the Sacred Cow. It's just what a collective. Yeah. It <laughs> should be their own it, podcast network. It's, it's really, it is. It's like, you know, I don't know who started, but it's like, it's like its own little circle of podcasts. You know, it's <laughs> the like, circle of life. <laughs> um, they're all great shows. You know, I mean, I'm fans of all of them and I'm, active on all of their their stuff you know club dial-up the delvin cox experience who would win show gutting the secret cow yeah. um listen to knowing his uh, podcast. chris knowing yep knowing have podcast um the um crystals tales um network with all yeah, the other drama forgotten yep yep i was in her star wars legacy yes you were um uh, played a Jedi uh, master. I was in her recent um, uh, erotic horror drama. Oh, are you? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Dang a nerd stereotype. Yeah. Toxic internet troll. <laughs> and uh, Matt's got the whole, you know, mortal verse. He's got a new show coming up with that. Yeah, Matt um, Dawson's just, he's going to be pretty much the number one fan film kind of guy, but in audio form. Yeah, yeah. He's got a show coming out. Um, they're working on he's he's mentioned it the audition so i can say it um it's called the world's finest radio show oh wow. uh, it's coming out i don't know if i'm speaking out of turn but he's already said about the auditions for it but i've uh and mentioned it on his own twitter feed so this at a later day so yeah okay. i need to sign an nda damn it so i don't have to worry uh <laughs> um but I, i'm gonna be in that when that comes out um sweet uh and hopefully uh, you never know what happens with the win show, you know, hashtag uh, let the Viking judge hashtag Bjorn for WWW show judge. Uh, <laughs> um, but as far as me, myself, I'm on Twitter threads, blue sky as Bjorn the Viking. Really? If you see <laughs> Bjorn the Viking, it's usually me. Cause I always try to log in and get the it's name. It's gotta be you, man. <laughs> um, and my podcast is Bjorn's B E O R N S underscore keep uh that's on um twitter as well i'm not calling it x and yeah i don't think anyone is much like the hbo max they're trying to redo their name more time than prince (laughs) yeah yeah okay like nope no they're just max (laughs) um yes i'm on all those i'm on you know just guests on many things i was guests on Dublin cox show we did the gun control thing recently. That was that was a very interesting experience. Um, opened up some eyes and got a really big conversation going. So that that was, you know, great thing, great experience. Um, yeah. And you know, most recently now, as of this airing, I'm on the Jacked Up Review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. Uh, for now, that's that's it. I mean, you know, like I said, if you see Bjorn the Viking, B E O R N, 
not not <laughs> BJ. Yeah, not Bjorn. It's it's two different spellings, um, non traditional spelling, which is real. I got it from one of the epic sagas. So <clears throat> that's a hell of a hell of a plug. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back uh, anytime. Any other movies, music, TV, even just comics you want to talk about we're going to talk about some of our favorite versus comics and there's a bunch with oh. batman judge dread and the predator and alien <laughs> i was a huge comic collector when i was younger um got out of it because it was just too expensive too many things going on but uh, there's back, online resources, resources. <laughs> there is there is i just have to take the time to do it. i've got so many resources because i'm also doing some writing and stuff like that you know oh sweet um i'm Would working love to on see it. any of your books <laughs> um I have a lot of ideas and chapters. I have trouble making them into books. <laughs> like I'm working on an aliens versus, or sorry, a, a Vikings versus predator. Book. <laughs> um, now that is, I would pay to see. It's, it's, I've been working on that for a little bit since that movie Prey came out. I was like, I can do that with Vikings. And there I'm you like, go, Navajo. And change the thing <laughs> up. Um, I have a crazy dark Christmas uh story i'm working on uh, um and uh, just random other stuff that pops up in my mind i can never this is probably i think you know my wife says i'm adhd i gotta try to figure that out because it's like got tons of stuff it's like oh what this is a great idea Let's jump off so and many do this. fan films that are going to become fan audio dramas but i also have some original stuff in there as well but i'm just not looking forward to the pitch because i know people are going to be like oh it's a crime underworld thing like tarantino or john wick i'm like well if it gets it funded sure <laughs> but it's not trying to be like those but i guess i'll take it hey you never know man it just takes one person to say yeah i believe in it and go for it yeah you're right I'm the most unlikely one too and you're like whoop here we are <laughs> it was a wonderful having you on here and yes thank you for having me i really enjoyed it it was a lot welcome of fun. back anytime <laughs> Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up.